Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. My friends, you are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. That email address, you can send your thoughts, your opinions, your greatest fears, your greatest hopes, and yes, even your adoration and praise will be accepted at that email address. Streaming on uh, the website, ToddHuffShow.com as well, and on multiple uh, multiple social media platforms here uh, this morning or whenever you're listening to this program. And, of course, you can download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, and other places as well. So last night, Joe Biden had a town hall on CNN to sell his COVID relief package because we've not had any COVID relief apparently with the 625 bills and 10 gazillion dollars that we've spent here, not minimizing the suffering. By the way, for the suffering that does exist, financial suffering uh, that I'm referencing here, it is directly the result of governments not allowing people to provide for themselves candidly. That's where the suffering comes from. This is a self-imposed sort of situation here. That we have created. Again, I'm not saying there's no complexities or difficulties here, but what I am saying is that the problems are clearly the result of governments stepping in and acting well outside their authority um, in telling societies and (laughs) their communities, the business communities, who can and cannot open. And Candidly, I think Americans have played uh, played along with this just uh, – there's, of course, some examples. But Americans have played along with this for, for too long. And I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't have any sort of – that people shouldn't be responsible and that this disease isn't deadly for some people. But uh, the more we, we learn about this and the more we've learned about who spreads this, the more this whole mask thing makes – Less and less sense. Now they're telling you two masks, by the way. Two masks. You wear a, um, you know, one of the, you, you have an external mask and a, I guess a mask, and not an internal mask, but a mask under the external mask. That's now being referenced or being uh, recommended, I should say, by the, the CDC as a possibility. Anyway, Biden last night asked a lot, you know, from the audience and from Anderson Cooper, from CNN, good old CNN never lets me down, but they were talking about COVID. And as I, as I think about this, as I, as I think about these two COVID narratives, before January 20th, we had a countdown, and you can see this, by the way. This is how many people President Trump killed. That's, what, that's how they reported this. If someone died of COVID, it was basically because Trump murdered them. 
Now, I'm speaking a little bit hyperbolically here, but I'm speaking with uh, from a foundation of, of truth. This is how the media covered this. If someone died of COVID, in fact, I see tweets about this on a regular basis. President Trump killed X hundred thousand people with COVID. And this works on some people. This is the way that they, I, you know, sometimes it's because of, as I, as I like to say on this program, the mind justifies what the heart desires. Before an election, people wanted President Trump. They needed President Trump to be basically uh, the equivalent of Adolf Hitler to justify not voting for him or to justify voting for for Biden, whom no one knew anything about because he was hiding hiding out in his basement, um, and to to convince others and to get into their echo chambers and to you know on social media or wherever these folks gather and pile on and blame Trump for all the ills of the world. That was before January twentieth, or it actually it ended on. 11.59 and 59 seconds on January 20th, the last second President Trump was president. Then everything took a dramatic change. Everything took a dramatic change. We have a new president, President Joe Biden. It still pains me to say these words, and I know that there's a lot of questions that are still out, you know, outstanding. By the way, pause in this particular discussion. Did you know that there are several court cases— uh, pending before the Supreme Court, well, that the Supreme Court is going to decide whether or not it hears. And these court cases um, all pertain to election integrity. This is in the Blaze Media, and I'll get back to the narrative here in just a moment. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Um, this will be probably the only time I mention this in the program today. This is on theblaze.com. Supreme Court set to consider high-profile election lawsuits this week. The lawsuits include those filed by pro-Trump attorney Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. The Supreme Court is scheduled to consider a handful of high-profile election challenges this uh, at its mid-February conference taking place this week. If the court chooses to accept any of the lawsuits, they will likely be heard and decided in October. The cases include lawsuits filed by pro-Trump attorneys Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell in Georgia and Michigan, a lawsuit filed by Pennsylvania Republican State Representative Mike Kelly, and two lawsuits filed in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania by former President Donald Trump's campaign. The lawsuits collectively allege, again, I'm reading from the blaze here, that unlawful conduct took place in several battleground states during the 2020 presidential election, such as the unconstitutional expansion of mail-in voting by state election officials. I mean, this is, this is un, <laughs> undeniable that that happened. Um, the failure to enforce security measures for mail-in ballots, I think that that's pat patently obvious as well. The denial of meaningful access for Republican poll workers, that happened. Some of that's on video um, that, that we've seen. And technical issues involving voting machines. This one is uh, the one that's um, – there, there's certainly questions and issues and allegations that are being made here. And um, – so we'll see where, where all this goes. But anyway, just wanted to mention that here because I wasn't going to have time to get to that throughout the program. Now, I want to go back to the discussion that we had here um, about just the way that the 
landscape, the political narrative changed on a dime instantaneously on January 20th at noon. Suddenly, suddenly, if you say that a certain number, number of people have died from coronavirus on President Biden's watch, the same people who were tweeting out these uh, these claims that President Trump basically was personally responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people who died of COVID. And this is tragic, by the way. This is These are human lives that are being treated, um, th- that are being viewed as or being treated as political talking points. And so to make a point, someone on who, who would have voted for Trump or a conservative or whatever would make the claim or point out that Biden, a certain number of people had died of COVID on Biden's watch. And suddenly people say, that's not Biden's fault and all these sorts of things. Now, I want to say I agree with that. I mean, for the most part, um, you, you should not be blaming a world leader for COVID deaths. Now, unless that world leader has – or country, for example. Now, China, depending upon what actually happened there and how they hid the data and misled people on what was actually going on with this, with this infection, with this disease, that's a different story. What happened in the state, allegedly, of New York is a different story with Governor Cuomo sending um, nursing home uh, people who lived in nursing homes back to nursing homes with COVID where the disease spread rampantly like wildfire, killing a lot of people in nursing homes. And then they hid the data. Now, that's a different set of circumstances, right? That's that's something you can say, hey, this action looks like it caused or led to a lot of unnecessary deaths. Why were you forcing these particular situations, right? So that's a different, that's a different scenario. And that is what we're looking at in the state of in, in the state of New York. In fact, we might talk about that later, including Fauci's unwillingness to talk about whether or not Governor Cuomo actually followed federal guidelines or not. You know, Fauci, who has an opinion on everything, Fauci's the one, remember, who told us uh, that he thought wearing two masks probably just makes more sense, just from a common sense perspective. Because after all, if a barrier prevents the disease from entering uh, your body then it seems to stand to reason, he said, without any scientific evidence at this point. This was extemporaneous comments from the, you know, off the cuff from Anthony Fauci. He said, well, it stands to reason we should you know, consider wearing two masks. Now, now that's where the data supposedly leads us. Now we got the CDC telling us two masks are a good thing. And if you want to uh, you know, be amongst the virtue signaling crowd today you can throw on a second mask probably a second mask the outside mask can say biden won or the second mask can say liberals care or something like that that would even get you more uh, more points with the virtue signaling crowd if you or a friend of yours decided to do that today Anyway, the narrative is flipped, though. The narrative has flipped totally. Now we're actually having conversations about this. Now it's not just about casting blame at the foot of the president of the United States because they don't do that. They being the media, they don't do that when a Democrat is in office. In fact, what they want to measure is how much the Democrat cares, how much the Democrat cares about uh, or says he cares, she cares about a particular issue, circumstances. That 
that appeases the media because liberalism is all about caring and feeling. Liberalism is about liberalism itself is is, is about virtue signaling. Who cares the most? This guy, this this candidate cares the most. Look how sad they looked when they talked about this. Right? Biden's been pushing gun control, which buckle up for this. In fact, his uh, spokesperson, Jen Psaki, who never disappoints, by the way, it's, that's another amazing thing to me. And I know it's totally predictable. I'm not shocked or surprised by this. But what I am saying is, what I am saying is that this, uh, she says things constantly that are either completely absurd or make no sense. Or, of course, she has to circle back constantly as well. The media spent tons of time attacking Kaylee McEnany, attacking uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who they've continued attacking as she's announced she's running for governor in the state of, of Arkansas. Attack, 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 attack. Jen Psaki, they have no <laughs> – it's just amazing to watch. You don't have to be hostile, but your job in the media is to ask difficult questions. I get that. I get that. But to watch the hostilities shift – Literally at noon, I can point to the calendar, noon on January 20th, hostile press, suddenly a press that wants to talk about the president's favorite flavor of ice cream. It's truly a remarkable thing to witness. And what's even more remarkable to me is the how many people don't recognize this? How many people don't even acknowledge that it's a real thing to show you that it, it, it demonstrates the power of this? These folks are good at this. A lot of today's media are nothing more than professional deceivers and propagandists, and here they are. They're, they, they've advanced their narrative. They shifted gears right before the very eyes of the American public, many of which have no idea, have no idea that they've just had a shift in the way that the game is played. So that being said, that kind of being the foundation of what I want to talk about today, quick timeout is in order. When we get back, I want to play some of these sound bites. From um, from Biden's CNN town hall last night, Biden's CNN town hall talking talking about COVID, talking about COVID relief, talking about you know fielding questions from folks, answering them, um, and so forth. I want to go through a couple of these things, but we got to do that on the other side of the break. So sit tight. You're listening here to the home of America. Well, you're listening to America's realities are self appointed. New York Times wants Biden to find a reality czar to make sure that people believe the right things out there. So I'm going to raise my hand and volunteer for that position and declare myself America's reality czar. But we'll get to the rest of this in these sound bites after the break. Sit tight back here in just eight minutes. Welcome back. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Corin Homes. Corin Homes, you can find out more information about them, the company, the types of homes that they build, what's available to you, the neighborhoods and uh, places that um, that you can interact or um, work with Corin Homes in by visiting their web- website, C O H R O N. CorinHomes.com, or you can call them at 897-317, excuse me, Indianapolis area, 
one zero four three three one seven eight nine seven one zero four three. So before the break, we were talking about, and I saw something here. I hadn't seen this yet. Came up on the on the television during the break, or right as I went to break. I don't want to get into this yet. I just want to throw this out there. If you've not seen this, New York Public School asks parents to reflect on their whiteness. They send home apparently some she that looks like I don't. That's what I'm piecing together here. The eight white identities, ranging from white supremacist on the far. Now, it is on the left side of the paper, so I guess you could say this is the far left. I'm just reporting <laughs> reporting to you whatever I, I see here. And that would be consistent with people like Robert Byrd, Democrat, a former Democrat senator who passed away um, many years ago that was uh, a friend of the radical left. But white supremacists on the left side of the scale, and there's seven others, six others, and on the far right of the scale, there's white might talk about that as the program unfolds today, but that's out there. It's reported in the New York Post, by the way. So I want to get to these uh, sound bites of Biden's town hall, as I promised. As I promised, Biden being invited or working with CNN to host a town hall last night. And he is, um, you know, talking about COVID, talking about saving us from COVID. He's talking about the realities of COVID. He's talking about the uh, COVID relief package, the latest COVID relief package, which uh, they're going to try to pass through uh, Congress. Who knows when they're going to do this? By the way, that's another interesting thing to me, the way that this has been talked about in Congress, COVID relief. Um, they they decided. In fact, I read an article last night. It's it's just again remarkable the way that these things are talked about in the media. I, I, I wish more people were critical thinkers because the way the story was framed, and I don't know if it was. I think it was CNN, but I can't say that definitively. If it wasn't CNN, it probably there's probably something like this at CNN as as we speak. But the story, the the, the storyline was basically now that with impeachment behind him, Biden and the Democrats are able to get to work on issues as though they had no choice whatsoever whether or not they would pursue the stupid, ridiculous impeachment charges against President Donald J. Trump the second time. The first one was the first one was stupid as well. This one arguably even stupider. Um, they rushed this through in the final days of Trump's administration to try to impeach him. Well, they actually did impeach him, but to remove him from office. But of course, you're probably sitting there wondering why would they remove him from office when he's already not in office, which seems to be a very logical idea. Their idea of removing him from office was to never allow him to set foot in office again. That's how much they fear this guy. They fear him running again in 2024. They fear him having a role in the Republican Party. They fear him um, finding other candidates to get elected to positions like Senate, like the House of Representatives, which Trump has said he's going to do. McConnell's out there saying that they, he might oppose these folks. And the line is in the sand. This is the, the party has two directions it can go. It can go more towards the folks that want to drain the swamp like President Trump, limited government, cut taxes, or the side of um, traditional, I guess you could say, well, I guess country club Republicans – uh, liberal Republicans, they'll call themselves moderate Republicans, 
people like Mitt Romney, people now like Adam Kinzinger in the House of Representatives, people like Ben Sass, the Never Trump side, the folks that um, for some reason cannot cannot see anything good that came conservative, uh, well, for America or conservatively speaking from the Trump administration, even though some really great strides were made. That is completely ignored because they couldn't get past the personality and the bombastic nature and so forth of President Trump. Anyway, so – but to act like – for Biden, the media to act like they had had no choice but for these first six weeks of of 2021 to go through the process of impeaching President Trump and trying to remove him from office. Now they can get to the issues. I said yesterday – I've actually said this a couple of times. I'm not – I'm not condoning Trump's impeachment, but I think here in a couple of weeks, we're going to say, man, I wish they were still looking into impeaching Trump or crying about Trump for something you know, in Congress because um, that is much less damaging on the freedoms of other – again, I'm not saying that they should do that. I am saying that if they're going to take away your guns, uh, if they're going to – I mean you look at these – push through things like the Green New Deal – all these sorts of things. If you are interested in, in protecting liberty and this nation is founded, uh, you might find yourself wishing that they were still pursuing President Trump for some ridiculous nonsense. Anyway, last night, getting back here to the Biden town hall, Biden is asked about when the U.S. is going to get back to normal, back to normal as it pertains to COVID. And this is President Biden's response. This pandemic is, I mean, when are we, when is it going to be done? When are we going to get back to normal? Well, you know, uh, all the experts, uh, all all the committee that I put together, the leading uh, researchers in the world, in Mm -hmm. the United States, are on this committee of mine, uh, headed by Dr. Fauci and others. uh, Who want you to wear um, two masks? They tell me, be careful not to predict things that you don't know for certain what's going to happen because then you'll be held accountable. I get that. that. But let me tell you what I think based on all that I've learned and all that I've studied and all that I (laughs) think that I know. It's fairly... (laughs) I love this. Mm -hmm. It's a high probability Mm -hmm. that the vaccinations that are available today and the new one... Johnson Johnson, God willing, will prove to be useful that Mm. with Mm. those vaccinations, the ability to continue to spread the disease is going to diminish considerably because of what they call herd immunity. And now they're saying somewhere around 70 percent of the people have to constitute. Some people said 50, but a significant number have to be in a position where they are. They have been vaccinated and or they've been through it and have antibodies. Wait a minute. I don't think you can have long-term antibodies, Um, but okay. And so if that works that way, as my mother would say, with the grace of God and the goodwill of the neighbors, that by next Christmas, I think we'll be in a very different circumstance, God willing, than we are today. I think a year from now, when it's 22 below zero here, um, no, a year from now, I think that there'll be significantly fewer people having to be socially distanced, have to wear masks, etc. But we don't know. So I don't want to overpromise anything here. 
I told you Thanks. when I ran and when I got elected, mm-hmm. I will always level with you. Use Franklin Roosevelt's example. I'll shoot you, give it straight from the shoulder. Straight from the shoulder what I know and what I don't know. We don't know for certain, but it is highly unlikely that by the beginning of next year's school, traditional school year in September, we are not significantly better off than we are today. But it matters. Why are we not significantly better off today? It matters whether you continue to wear that mask. Schools it are open matters here. whether you continue to socially distance. It matters whether you wash your hands with hot water. It, those things matter. They matter. And that can save a lot of lives while we're getting to this point. We get okay, you get the idea, right? But here, here, that's all fine. I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of the content. I point out things along as, as he's saying it to point out the hypocrisy uh, because, again, before January 20th noon— on January 20th, 2021, the media would have had problems with a lot of what was being said by the president. Of course, that would have been a different president. That would have been President Donald J. Trump and not Pre- uh, President Joseph R. Biden. So the game has changed. Anderson Cooper suddenly is okay with, with Biden acting as though um, if you had COVID, you can't get it again. I thought we were told you can get this thing all sorts of times, right? I thought they told us that the antibodies— did not last long term. The body didn't keep the antibodies available. And honestly, what I've what I understand after my Biden gets to talk about it as he studied this and my studies of this as well, what I've learned is that the reason the body doesn't keep the antibodies is because the body's T cells are often strong enough to serve um, as as a way to fight off the virus themselves without developing antibodies specifically designed to fight covid to to well, I should say to fight the coronavirus so the t cells the body's t cells can do that that's why that's why we don't have long term um antibodies to this as far as i understand it as some layperson if biden gets to talk about his studies i can talk about mine as well by the way the team he has in place was a team I'm not saying he's not changed any individuals, but Fauci was on Trump's team. Biden acts like he's the one that put this team together to get a grip and a handle on what was going on with COVID. Biden has been president with a vaccine. Why is that vaccine in place? Why? It's because of the ingenuity of American companies and the assistance of the Trump administration by removing obstacles that made those things take much, much longer under normal circumstances by President Trump and his team removed those obstacles. Many of you would say, some of you would say, I don't know, some percentage of you would say that's one of the reasons why I don't want to get the vaccine. And that's a possible conclusion one can draw as well. You may say, I'm totally fine with it. That's a conclusion. as well. That's, these things are up to you. The point is, the point is the game is different now. The game is different because the president is different. And suddenly we can talk about these things rationally besides just saying, why did you allow X number of hundreds of thousands of people to die on your watch, right? That's really the lesson here. And I just wish most just acknowledge this. I wish people would just acknowledge it and ask themselves why. You can still vote for Biden, but ask yourself why. Why do they get so mad? And I'm going to take a break here. Why do they get so mad at Fox News? When Fox News was one of the only that would raise these questions conversely to a Democrat, 
Why? Why did they get so mad? When Trump was in office, if the media was not acting in unison with their hatred and their animosity towards the president, something was wrong, they thought, with that media outlet. Now, of course, the game has changed. Quick time out. There's one other soundbite I want to play from this clip or from this town hall meeting um, where a second grader has a question for President Biden. We'll play that after the break as well. But sit tight. You're listening here to the home of conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. All right, so there's another soundbite I want to play. This is, you know, you got to... I have children. I have an 11-year-old son, 9-year-old daughter, and a 7-year-old daughter. So pausing to think. We we homeschool, so I'm pausing. Do I have a second grader? I don't have a second grader. I've got a 6th, 4th, and 1st grader. I think that's what we've got. All right, so I'm... I ran, by the way, I also, for those of you that want to know about, you know, I, I, I care about the well-being of children that aren't even my own. I ran a boys and girls club for a while. I was the executive director of a boys and girls club for, I don't know, I think three years um, sometime in the past. So, but this is, so obviously I, I see this compassionately through the lens of the child. I also see this as a bit of... <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just too much here to look at the way that children are kind of being used. I I think a little bit as as a prop here. So this is a child who has a question for Joe Biden being asked through her mother about coronavirus. I want you to listen to this exchange. Uh, as we've been talking about, the coronavirus is very real and very scary, and it's especially scary for children who may or may not understand. My children, Layla, eight here, and my son, Mateo, seven at home, um, often ask if they will catch COVID, and if they do, will they die? Um, they are watching as others get the vaccine, and they would like to know when will kids be able to get the vaccine? Well, first, okay, pause. Pause really quickly. Why? Look, I understand there's there's a fear, especially at the beginning of this, especially a year ago. There was a lot of uncertainty with this. Remember, people were wiping off their groceries when they got home. People were, you know, I mean, afraid to go anywhere because this, you know, it was just a new thing. Now, it's – I'm not minimizing it, but I feel like we understand it better. We may not certainly have it completely figured out. And there is – hate to be the bearer of the bad news here. There is no 100 percent – fail you know uh, fail proof way of of making sure you don't get coronavirus even with the vaccine it'll help according to what science is reporting that'll help but there's nothing there's no virus protection that's a hundred percent we're talking about something microscopic that can get through the holes in masks that can attach itself um you know to maybe to your hand and you can rub your nose or it can float in the air who, who knows what this thing is, you know, all the ways that you can contract this. So, um, but the fear at this point, why, why, my first question is, why are your children so fearful? Look, I understand to a point, again, that's why I pointed out that I have children, but to, to, why are they asking all the time? She says they ask me all the time if they're going to get coronavirus and die. Um, I don't think that we had 
I'd have to ask my wife about this, but I don't, I mean, our kids have questions sometimes, but I don't think they've ever asked that um, if they're going to catch it and die anyway. She continues. Or Biden answers now. Let's listen to Biden's response. And by the way, for those of you wondering, Biden is not. <laughs> now take it easy if you're a Democrat or someone that's supporting Biden. I'm just having a little fun here because of pictures that I've seen when Biden's around other children rubbing on their shoulders and sniffing their hair. They're not close enough for that to be the case. Biden's not doing any of that sort of stuff. He's also not close to the mom, so he's not doing it to the mother either. Biden's on the stage. They are well social distanced from one another, and these folks are standing up in the audience. Here's Biden's response. First of all, honey, what's your first name? Layla. Layla. Layla, beautiful name. First of all, Kids don't get the vaccine, get COVID very often. It's un- unusual for that to happen. They don't, they, and the evidence so far is children aren't the people most likely to get COVID, number one. Number two, Raises questions on schools, we haven't by the way. even done tests yet on children as to whether or not the certain vaccines would work or not work or what is needed. So that's, so you, you're, you're the safest group of people in the whole world, number one. Number two, you're not likely to be able to be exposed to something and spread it to mommy or daddy. Again. And it's not likely mommy and daddy are able to spread it to you either. So what in the so world are you going to the school question? I wouldn't worry about it, baby. I promise you. But I know it's kind of worrisome. Are you, what, are you in first grade? Second grade? Second. Oh, you're getting old. Second grade. <laughs> well, have you, has your school, have you been in school, honey? No. Nowhere. See, that's yeah. a, that's kind of a scary so thing too. With the Democrat you don't governor. get to go to school. You don't get to see your friends, and so what? A lot of kids, and I mean, and big people too, older people, they just their whole lives have sort of changed. Like when it used to be, it used to be able to just go outside, sort of change, play with your friends, and get in the school bus and go to school, and everything was normal. And now, when things change, people get really worried and scared. But don't Why be scared. Why do you think that is? Don't, don't be, be scared. Don't be You're scared. Gonna be fine. Fauci's We're telling me to make wear sure two masks. Fine too. The government's going to make sure you and mommy are fine. What in the world? Kind of. I, I agree with some of that in part, but what in the world, folks? I got to take a break. Long in this segment. Just wanted to share that with you. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Again, I guess we don't do themes on here, but sometimes it just kind of falls, I guess, together. But the the I guess the, the thing that I was thinking about this morning as I came on was just how the narrative has shifted. The narrative has shifted in a dramatic way since noon. Literally we can part we can point to the hour on the clock on January twentieth. The 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 narrative has shifted, and I don't want to come across as saying that any of what Biden said. I, you know, I, I didn't vote for Biden. Uh, I think Biden is a very bad choice for president for lots of reasons. I think having Democrats in charge of both houses of Congress and the presidency and the ability to appoint judges and justices is an awful thing for freedom, for the Constitution, for liberty 
for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. I don't know how to make this any clearer. I think it's bad news. I think people need to wake up to see what we're really dealing with here. But that being said, I don't want to say that everything Biden said in that – I didn't watch the stupid town hall last night. But from even, even from the clips I played, I don't want to come across as saying I don't think that – any of those any part of that response was you know uh, at least somewhat coherent some of it wasn't the, to me the biggest part of it that wasn't coherent was the inconsistencies of anderson cooper and the media first of all this would never would have existed with trump and if it did if trump was invited to come on to cnn and talk about how he's saving us from covid um the questions would have been completely different there would they would have found somebody with a kid um, who suffered from coronavirus and had terrible consequences and, God forbid, even worse. This is how they would have done it, and you know this. And I don't even like to say these things, but that is how this would have been framed and, and portrayed. And remember, Biden was supposed to ride into town. He's talking about things maybe changing, hopefully, by next school year in September, even though we have schools open here, by the way. Um, we're, you know, maybe you don't have to socially distance, maybe next Christmas or whatever it is, some far, a year from now, some far time down the road, we can begin to return to normal. I thought Biden was supposed to come in and fix all these things. I mean, what they're telling us is the actions taken by the president can only mitigate the the realities, the results. It couldn't have effectively changed anything. This thing has to unfortunately run its course. And that's been true from the beginning. And why didn't they let us, why didn't they come shoot straight with us as, as Biden said, shoot, shoot straight from the, the hip back then? Because there was an election. There was an election between here and there. And I got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. I don't have time to play the soundbite of Fauci, Anthony Fauci, saying he doesn't want to comment on Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo and the way that he handled the nursing home situation that led to many deaths in the state of New York. He doesn't want to comment on that when it seemed like a pretty straightforward question. The question was, was Governor Cuomo following federal guidelines? He doesn't want to comment on it, says he doesn't know about it. It's just remarkable the way that this is done. But anyway, music telling me it's time to wrap up for the day, guys. As always, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.